podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shenton. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I am your host, Nick Shenton, and we're back again for another weekly report of what's happening in the farmer's market. Got a lonely studio today, just me and Joe Herman in here. Um, but Joe has been up at the market and uh, really been getting into some stone fruit, and he's going to tell us all about what's going on up there. Joe, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah up at the market um yeah we had a, a couple surprises yeah you know farmers didn't really say anything but uh we saw some white peaches yellow peaches nectarines um the peaches coming from scott farms the nectarines from so, murray family farms so let's talk about those peaches real quick yeah. uh, i i happen to see it and those are not tray pack they're bulk pack the first ones that we got in they were he didn't he just brought them like that he wasn't uh sure what was going to happen and sure. you know they're they're the first of the season they're not quite there they're not at their peak um so these were a little bit smaller a little bit smaller not ripe all the way so we, we ripened them up and uh they they had great flavor that's what was important really um, yeah and so sweetness was already even in this early shot you had a good uh yeah amount of sweetness yeah the yellow peaches had good sweetness good acid and the white was uh very it was, they needed to ripen up they're gonna get sweet but they they were very floral and uh just, uh, so that's got to be a good layers. sign, though, right? Yeah, it's like a good coming, sign. coming. You know, the first shot of peaches that we get. You know, normally you would think that that would be when you, even when you're talking about them being underripe and stuff, you would think that hey, I mean, these don't have like complex flavor developed yet, but they're actually eating really well and delicious, right? Right. Super cool. Yeah. And nectarines too, right? Nectarines, Murray. Yeah, Murray Family Farms is white nectarines. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. I haven't put eyes on those yet. Are yeah. they sizing up or are they? Yeah, they were a little. I we didn't purchase any. This past week, but this week we're going to. You're going to look and taste. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we have a, a chef coming in from uh, Noma in Copenhagen to do uh, a dinner at the Estancia Hotel, and he has requested 100 white nectarines. Excellent. Yeah. The, uh, it, so Noma's the, they're doing that all that fermentation, right? That's fermentation, kind of their like, big foraging, thing. yes, all that. Mm-hmm. So super excited. We'll have to show them what California produce is all about, you know, too. Right. It's exciting to work with some world-famous chefs. And guys who, you know, that fermentation book, I, you know, I haven't read it myself, but I see so many chefs dipping into that. And I'm starting to notice these complex fermented flavors in not just kimchi, but I mean, like, kind of all over the place. Just blueberries. Yeah, like, just doing different know. stuff. Uh, yeah, and then we're also seeing, uh, we have four varieties of cherries now that up at the market. Cool. Uh, I, what's that? I see you brought some into the studio with us here today. Yeah, those are the uh, the uh, early Glen uh-huh. and the uh, Brooks cherries, and we're going to see this week Sequoia and uh, a Royal Tioga. Okay, so what's the difference between those varieties? Uh, so we'll start with the the Tioga is a lighter pink, uh-huh. uh, not super sweet, but the and not super tart. Also, it's a, it's a milder cherry. Yeah. And then as we move into the sequoia, that was bred uh, to be just an all-around good cherry. They took all the aspects of some, like, so it's got good color, it's got good texture, and it, it's going to, it's a cherry that's going to sweeten up. Mm-hmm. So it's a well-balanced cherry. And then same thing with the early Glen. That's more of a crunchier texture, got some acid to it, some tartness. Uh, and then the Brooks is a little bit darker of a red, 
and then just a little bit sweeter. All right. Any word on my favorites, the one I've been looking forward to for a year, the GG1s? GG1s, a little while out. Still a while out. Okay. Like, seriously, I'm expecting a text. From yeah. you when the GG You'll ones get a text. Get Everyone's okay. going to get a text. Everyone is asking. About the GG ones. Yeah, those are sick. All right. So stone fruit's coming in, and I noticed uh, a couple other staples of springs popping up in there. Uh, green beans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Blue Lake green beans, yellow wax beans uh, from Kong Tao. Uh-huh. Those came in. Um, we we uh, market, restaurant, and bar purchased some. Yeah, cool. Up in Solana Beach, and uh, they what? How are they sizing up? Are they big beans, small beans? Are they tender? Like- they're they're tender. They're not huge. Uh, I think they're a really good size. They're like a medium size, but they're yeah. they're they're tender. They're sweet. Uh, I, not know, fibrous. That's, um, yeah, that's what's kind of try to get you know? at. Because when I feel like when those blue lakes get kind of overgrown mm-hmm. and long, they get extremely fibrous. Right. And uh, you know, for me, some. You know, I'm. I guess there's like two schools of thought with beans, right? Like just a blanch or cooking it to canned consistency. Right. Which I am in that camp of. I like my beans cooked. You know, yeah. like okay. when we're talking about green beans and stuff. Because yeah. you know, I, I personally find myself a really textural eat, eater. But you're saying that these are delicious blanched because they don't. Because when they're, I eat them all the way cooked, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, is that fibrous yeah. texture? They're they're uh, they're good raw too. It, I mean, they're, they're so very they're tender. edible raw and, mm-hmm. and delicious and sweet. Awesome. Yeah. And you sold them to market. Do you yeah. know what they're doing with them? They uh, they went uh, classic route. Uh, they did a niçoise salad, awesome. which is you know a beautiful thing if just as long as it's executed well and you have great ingredients. They've also they also use some tomatoes. Uh, from Wong Farms in it as well. Oh, super so, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's one, another one of those classic French bistro salads that, you know, if you approach it with ingredient forward, you can really create a dynamite yet simple classic plate. And uh, I know that Chef Carl up at Market, you know, uh, tastes everything. He buys everything on taste first. So I know right. those green beans must be delicious. And then again, if you shoot, go to them. Serving them straightforward in a cold presentation on an Iswa salad, I know that they're delicious texturally and flavorful-wise. So right. Sounds like you can't miss that up at Market Restaurant up in Del Mar. Mm-hmm. All right. What else, Joe? Is that about it? That's about it. We're just seeing more uh, tomatoes. Uh, Moonock Ranch, I spoke with them today. They're going to be back up at the market in, in June, early mm-hmm. June. So. Uh, well, those are the melon guys too, they right? They are, and that's like, what I was getting at was those melons. Uh, okay. So we're getting excited for that. Last time we saw melons last year, the first time we saw them was June 11th. Really? I looked back on my Instagram to see what day we they came in. So hopefully they'll be around that so, same time. Yeah, yeah. And what, what came first? Because I, I just remember just being blown away by the melons last year. Just some crazy salty flavors that I had never experienced. The ananas with the pineapple flavor that I right. had never experienced. Uh, just some really, really subtle, delicious stuff. Do you know what variety you're expecting first? Um, it's it's probably going to be the ananas. Ananas. All right. And I'm not positive, but I'll have to ask him about that. And I think we're going to see a lot more varieties this year. Um, farmers really got into it last year. They were growing some cool stuff. So I think more of them are going to find different varieties. Wiser Farms had some really interesting varieties that no one else had so so the inside scoop there's melons are yeah. all the rage and, this year yeah melons will be looking forward to grapes from murray family farms he's yeah. going to have a very wide variety those of, grapes last year were outstanding yeah yep. you'll never never buy a grape from a supermarket again after having yeah one of those you know it was crazy about those grapes last year uh like what they were named for 
had so much characteristic in the actual flavor, like the cotton candy grapes. I mean, just mm-hmm. this overall sensation and this lingering mouth flavor that was not reminiscent of cotton candy. It's cotton candy flavor. It's right. it's you know just really really cool stuff going on with those grapes. Yeah. <laughs> also got a chance to talk to Nick DeBolt. Uh, he's a farmer. He actually purchased Fitzgerald's farm, who is uh-huh. known for his uh, stone fruit, pr- right? premium stone fruit. Yeah. yeah. And Nick's going to continue the same practices as uh, Fitzgerald Kelly did. So he's looking. Maybe Wednesday we'll be able to see some stuff from him as well. All right. So yeah. his first shot at so, stone fruit off of some great trees that we know in the past have yielded excellent stuff. Right. Awesome. So let's see what this farmer's got to do, uh, how he uh, executes. So super exciting. Stuff to look forward to next week. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Farmer's Market Report for this first week in May. Um, yeah, guys, get out to those restaurants and eat that farm fresh produce and especially cherries. Cherries are such a limited item that, uh, you know, such a short season on those to get these local fresh cherries and find that, find chefs that are executing it in a unique creative presentation is definitely something that can't be missed and it's a limited time only. So get out and get something with cherries in it, guys. All right. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to have paleo treats, uh, in here to talk about, uh, what they do and everything. Paleo. So uh, we're excited to have them in here in just a second and stay tuned. And we are back. Guys, it's time for the main ingredient today. We are so lucky to have Paleo Treats in here. We have the founders and owners of Paleo Treats, Nick and Lee. Welcome, you guys. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I got so many questions for you guys because I am a little bit vague on, well, basically what paleo is to start with. So let's start with a basic education. What is a paleo diet? Cool. So let's. Yeah, one of the things to start with is what paleo isn't. And the common thing is that paleo is like, hey, it's all meat and a little bit of veggies. Uh And so the idea of paleo is based on humans evolved to eat a certain way over 2 million years. Over the course of that 2 million years, we ate kind of this variety of food. And there's much more available in the market now than just that variety of food. So what paleo really is, is a little bit of meat. Because as a hunter-gatherer, you only got a little bit. It wasn't like you go to the store and order something. So maybe every day you get something the size of your palm. But that's even pretty big for a piece of meat. Um, on a paleo diet. So you eat meat a couple times a week, lots and lots of veggies, whatever's in season, fruits, nuts, and seeds. It's it's pretty basic, but it does get kind of blown out like, oh, I'm going to eat a ton of bacon or whatever it is. But Well, okay. So, and then kind of listening to you talk there, you know, we're talking about basically when we talk about evolving diets and when you talk about refined foods mm-hmm. and so am I wrong to assume that the science behind this is our evolution not catching up with the evolution of refined foods. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're taking a step back and we're eating these things that are with going paleo. We're eating things that are whole, that are natural, that are unrefined. Right. And that kind of is the gist of it. But then in certain quantities based on, again, how we as a species kind of started what we ate and what our bodies adapted to process. Yep. Yep. yep, and the big like, kind of the big caveats there are that for a lot of folks they don't have this grasp of time. Is mm-hmm. that we think that um, like corn has been around for a long time, or sure. gluten grains, dairy are the big things we cut out of paleo. And people say, well, weren't um, you know people milking goats in Greece two thousand years ago? Like, yeah, sure they were, but paleo, the paleo era as far as food goes, um, ends two thousand uh, ten thousand years ago. So it's oh wow, basically two million to ten thousand years ago. So that's ten thousand years ago is about when humans started to say. 
okay, we're going to stop being hunter-gatherers. We're going to start to group together. We're going to start to grow our own food. We're going to ensure our food security. And that's when the food took a, a really a change yeah. for humanity. Um, and it's real difficult for people to think that 10,000 years is actually a short time. Sure. Um, and so while humans can – you can eat anything and people can live on cardboard and shoe leather. They did it in prisoner war camps in World War II. Um, there are – there is an optimal diet for humans that is just, hey, it's lots of varied fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds, and a little bit of meat kind of when you can get it. So I, I'm assuming that both of you guys are not just – not just uh, clients, you're yeah. also the president. Or not just president, you're also the client. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's how that line goes, right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. So tell me, what have you guys experienced by going paleo? I mean, is it, what, how has that affected your guys' lives? Um, we started eating uh, paleo in 2009, mm-hmm. and a friend of ours moved in, and it was like, oh, it's easier just to all eat the same. So he had eaten paleo since 2004. Mm-hmm. And first, one of the biggest things you'll see is you will start feeling your energy increase. Yeah. And so after a couple of weeks, you're like, wow, I'm feeling amazing. Yeah. You know, you don't feel so weighed down. So, you know, like, uh, which is interesting because, you know, we talk about like a lot of different other diets and yeah. stuff and people are cutting calories where, you know, they're worried about their energy levels and they, they hit a breaking point in their mm-hmm. diet where they're like, wow, you know, I just, like, but yet you're talking about a reward via energy that, yeah actually like reinvigorates you to get even more invested in this lifestyle change. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice like cult forming diet. Yeah. Yeah. You you feel the results and you're like, man, I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to do more of that. I think I'm doing something right here. Yeah. 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 It's also probably the biggest thing is uh, it does, you you know, there's no grains in the diet. Mm -hmm. And so you think about the diet that we've been living on most of our life has been a filler grain-based diet. Sure. So it's been a lot of bread, pasta, rice. That, that food pyramid we all grew up on that was right? like completely backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think about like it's – that that food pyramid was, you know, really supported after World War II when we needed to feed masses amounts of people. Sure. And, the, and then that was the government subsidized. And then so they create had to create this pyramid that was like supported that, subs, you know, subsidized – uh, funding. Yeah, and it also, you know, again, what's our ma- one of our major crops in this country is corn. Yeah. Right? So you find a lot of uses for it. Yeah. You know, which is, again, subsidized by the government. And then you have this massive corn production. Well, let's make it the basis of our diet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny thing because corn isn't inherently evil. No. You know, it's just it's just a plant that you can eat. Sure. But we just eat a ton of it. But and, it's, an, uh, it's just... Go back into the history of food. Yep. We were talking about corn and tomatoes. Those are new world foods. You yeah. know? So they've only yeah. been in civilized cuisine for you know less than a thousand years. That's that's pretty wild to also think about too. That we you know as you know people of African or European descent that aren't native to the Americas, we've. You talk about a ten thousand dollar or ten thousand year yep. time scale. Yep. You know these other fruits and vegetables that are all new world stuff we less than a thousand years that's crazy that's incredible so okay so let's talk about now we've talked about what paleo is Mm -hmm. and your guys niche is because what's missing in that paleo diet is the satisfaction of a sweet tooth dessert and and we talk about you know again we talk about people who want you know a diet that keeps keeps you motivated because of your energy level and reinvests you into that cult, like you called it, which yeah. is I, I it's really cool to think about it like that. Yeah. But one of the things that everybody misses is a sweet treat, you know, and so that's where you guys kind of fill this niche, right? Totally, and then that's that's how we got into it. Was we're eating that diet, 
couple of weeks into it, you're like, okay, where's dessert? And at the time, the only answer is like, well, dessert is fruit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm modern. Like I want more than fruit des- for dessert. There's yeah. obviously these GG1 cherries that are coming out, maybe change my mind, but um, <laughs> man, weight up against a chocolate fruit and nut bar or sweet granola or like a peanut butter chocolate cup, almond butter chocolate cup, like ah, those things are more dessert. And so what we wanted to do was to have something for people to eat that was paleo mm-hmm. and that actually tasted good. And that's kind of the big kicker is that most healthy desserts taste more healthy than dessert. Sure. Okay, so let's talk about these desserts. Now, when you're designing something, are you – is it more nutritional? Like are you saying, okay, I need exactly this many grams of almond flour and I need that, exactly this many grams of chocolate? Or are you shooting for more flavor and then worrying about the calorie content a little bit later but, but still kind of worried about the, more of the makeup? No. So we'll start totally with taste. Okay. So basically there's – if we think of it in this way, paleo is a diet of a list of ingredients sure. that are okay. Mm-hmm. And so we'll take from that list of ingredients, which is pretty broad because it's all fruits, all veg, you know, pretty much all, all um, vegetables, seeds and nuts. And then you've got honey as your sweetener. Like you can do a lot of work with that. You can yeah. make avocado mousse, chocolate mousse, all this stuff. And so we'll start with the ingredients and then we go on taste. And the last thing, basically all we do is tally it up is the calories, the macros, proteins, fats, carbs, that stuff. Now, lately we've noticed there's a lot of people looking for keto. So we just happen to have a couple desserts that are keto, but that was never our intent. They just kind of be a little bit more of a happy marriage because together the natural, the ingredients that you're using, like almond flour instead of regular flour, just nuts in general. uh, That's so they're kind of a little happy marriage. And no, no filler. So that was a big Thing for us is not to use we don't use tapioca cassava no you know yuca no, nothing like that we wanted to create a dessert that just wasn't uh full of it was nutritionally uh, dense yes yeah, nutritionally yeah. dense that's awesome yeah oh, excuse me guys all right so okay now you guys are up in north park right mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. so where can we find paleo treats at so the first place is on the web. Specially yeah. produce. Yeah. Yeah. Specially produce. There <laughs> it is. Right. Yeah, there we go. Well, specially produce. We actually have a retail yeah. stand here for mm-hmm. you guys. And, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, I know it's a staff favorite, especially, you know, we have a lot of health conscious people here on the staff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody's excited when that, that thing gets restocked. I mean, yeah. literally 50% of your sales here are internal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> people are eating <laughs> We've been here a long things. time, too. Yeah, it's been cool. Here, so, yeah. and then you have the production facility in North Park or is that retail? Uh, production's up in Miramar, just north of Miramar. Uh, Marine Corps Air Station. And am I right? You're in North Park, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. The office yeah. in North Park, 30th and <laughs> Adams, right on that big kind of foodie corner. So Plight Provisions and Air Conditioned Lounge and yeah. Beer Fish. We're right next to our uh, Black black Market Bakery. Yeah, we, got, we got cakes. Cool. So not just treats. We're talking yeah. about like, you know, custom desserts. And can people do like a wedding cake or uh, haven't had a request yet, but you're going to get yeah. some now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do like lots of cakes. We have like a birthday wedding cake size and then we have a, a smaller size of jar cake. We got one here. Don't let Danielle... Not let you see it at least. <laughs> she nabbed it. Did she? Yeah. Uh-huh. Immediately. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was yeah. one thing that we saw was that as we moved into a store, which only happened two years ago, we were online before then, mm-hmm. is that we got a lot more requests just for paleo stuff in general. And yeah. so we started saying, okay, not only are we going to be the only paleo dessert store that you can walk into in America, we want to be the, the place where you can walk in and for – Paleo people for gluten-free, celiac, all these different things, like there's not a lot of places they can shop where it's, quote, safe. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to be was a safe space for clean food. <laughs> safe space for clean food. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. We, you know, so, guys, definitely stop by and visit you guys up in North Park. Uh, look for your stuff at Specialty Produce and then 
on the internet, and you guys have a website? Yep, paleotreats.com. Paleotreats.com. And so Pretty tell easy. me about an order on paleotreats.com. Does it, it, it's overnighted? It's shipped to your house? or um, it, it depends on the season. So the, um, the nice thing is we use temperature as our stabilizer. So if it's in the winter, we'll ship it three or four day. If it's in the summer, we'll ship it two day. If it's going to Florida... Maybe we'll ship it overnight, usually two-day. And so you're shipping nationwide right now? All over the world. All over the world. All over the world. Yeah. Yeah. We've right. had um, low, they're called LCLA, low-cost, low-altitude supplies to Afghanistan. So the plane will just fly by and they just kick out a big bag of stuff with a parachute on it. And we've had paleo treats delivered like that to camps. We've Middle had them delivered to mining camps. Mining camps in Australia. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's incredible. Some guy was climbing Kilimanjaro and he ordered them and we sent them to Hong Kong. and Yeah, he picked them up in Hong Kong and then went yeah. to Kilimanjaro. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a funny world on the on the um, internet yeah, with food, you know, because you can take online food and basically the beautiful thing that you guys, especially here, have have become a, a focus for like real food and mm-hmm. also like really good food from a lot of places. Sure. Have to start off local, and it used to not be able to do that anywhere else but in a city. But with the advent of internet, you know, the internet, you can basically be a really niche company and you can reach the whole world. And so it's, it's grown, you know, not just paleo treats, but also all of these other rad food sources. Yeah. So we can find out about whatever it is. Um, it's, it's a cool, cool time to be alive and be selling food. Yeah. That's, a, you know, again, making kind of taking the opposite of what a smaller company would normally do is, you know, instead of being something so specific like you guys are, you're more like trying to do something that makes you that everybody will want because you need everybody to come in. Uh, but you guys have found this such a rewarding little niche in the diet that is there's a need for it. People people who are doing it are feeling better and they want to still enjoy themselves and have a little treat. And so it's it's a really cool uh, like yeah again that niche yeah. that you guys have found. Yeah, yeah we did an you. April Fool's joke where we said like hey we got bought out by General Mills you know we're out we're gonna go buy our- nobody read the email. Maybebox and we got well we got so many emails back like don't you dare go out of business this is the only place I can get these yeah. things and it's, it's funny because you can exist as a small business it's just Lee and I you know it's bootstrapped it's uh, totally us but you can serve the world and yeah. it's a super cool way and I always have that encouragement to other small food suppliers is like hey go take that thing and run with it because now you can you know twenty years ago you couldn't mm-hmm. but now it's a, a rad time to be alive and in, in small food. That's awesome, guys. Well, Paleo Treats, if you haven't tried one yet, do so. I got to eat one this morning, and it was absolutely delicious. I went with the almond cup, uh, the dark chocolate almond cup. Yeah. Awesome. The bandito. The bandito. Yeah. The bandito. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that thing was delicious. Cool. Uh, so, guys, go check out Paleo Treats. Thanks for stopping by the studio today. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. All right. That's going to do us. Do it for uh, the Dying Local San Diego podcast for this week. See you again next week. Mm-hmm.